Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Juice. My name is Michael Dean. This is the podcast on Prince. And we're just going to get things started. But joining me today, Mr. Big Sexy Sir, how are you? My computers have a mind of their own. I hate them both. All right. And Pooh, sir, how are you doing? Doing good. Had a great week. Uh, got a couple of compliments. I joined uh, Black Sin Gaming Discord. They were like, wow, that's really dope that you guys were able to get Podcast Juice. That's a dope name. <laughs> I was like, yes. I dropped the link. Like, yes, listen to it. We got a ton of great Prince content, a ton of great interviews. We bring the heat. All right. Well, shout out to, what's it called? Black Eat Gaming? Black in Gaming. Black in Gaming. Yes. All right. Black and Proud. Right. That was really dope. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, uh, quick announcements here. Um, this is a podcast, actually. I know we have this on YouTube and people are hearing us on YouTube all the time, but you can also actually listen to us on your favorite podcast app, whether that's Apple Podcast or Google, Spotify. So you can certainly find this show on that as well. And of course, we have our Patreon page. I believe it's patreon.com slash podcast juice. You can go on there and support us and you get the episodes early. And then there's also uh, Prince related podcasts that are only on Patreon or sometimes we'll play music and things which you just can't do on YouTube. So just wanted to get that out to you. But today we're going to talk about Purple Rain, the movie. And I was thinking, I think it's time that we finally get um, like an uncut version of the movie uh a if you will a snyder cut you know as you have this the justice league movie is about to come out they're going to re-put that out again and it's going to be a four-hour version of the movie with all of the stuff that they cut out of the movie and i'm like you know what we need maybe they don't have a four-hour version of purple rain granted but if you look at the trailer for the movie Purple Rain, you will see that there are a number of things that were cut out of the movie that were obviously filmed because you see them in the trailer. And then if you actually go and take a read of the Purple Rain script that you can easily find online, you will see there are a number of things that were either A, cut out of the actual movie that we saw, like scenes, and then just certain things switched around a little bit. Dialogue changed slightly. Uh, one of the most glaring things when you read the script is that it doesn't say Apollonia. It says Vanity is the character. And even when they address Prince in the movie, he is not called the kid. He is called Prince. Like they openly say his name, Prince, uh, throughout the movie, or at least in the script. And there's, this, there's an instance in the script where the prince's mother's character actually calls him Skipper. Which I was, I did not know that. I was like, man, that's, they're really using some real shit. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. What we would think, what would we want to see in, in such a uh, uncut movie? And, and again, I think it's time for that. We've seen these super deluxe versions of Purple Rain, 1999. Uh, we're about to get Sign of the Times. Why can't the movie... At least, if nothing else, the, the Purple Rain movie, it should get that treatment. Now, I don't know if it's feasible these days to put out Blu-rays and stuff, because it's kind of going away. But I wouldn't be mad. I would, let me ask you guys a question as we get this started. Would you buy a Purple Rain, and also I'm saying push it to 4K, a 4K 
Blu-ray, and maybe they have to hike the price up just a little bit to make it worthwhile. So they charge a premium and maybe they charge, you know, $39 or something. But you get, you know, the, the highest quality version of it. And then they have like uncut scenes and stuff. You think that'd be worth a $40 price tag? I'll go first. No. Really? Now, Whoa. when you were talking about all that, I'm like, yes, you know what? I'm going to be the prince completish. I'm going to be on code. But then you hit me with the $40 price tag. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, I really don't use, I really don't watch anything via DVD, via uh, Blu-ray. So I'm like, how many times am I going to watch that? Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I, I say that and I have all these CDs which do not get played whatsoever. <laughs> but I just, to, for me, I just really can't justify that expenditure. Now, if they drop it to 20, yeah. They throw it up uh-huh. on H. I thought you was going to go with, they're going to put it on HBO Max and have it as like a $5 own or rental that, type that thing. That could be, a, that, I could see that too. Yes. Yeah, I but, you know, that. 40 bucks for that. Uh, I still haven't figured out for me, I still haven't figured out what to do with all these CDs. I keep, I've been saying for three years now, I'm going to get them up on display. So adding that, I, I just can't see what I would do with that. All right. Big sexy. If there's more content, definitely. You know, I would be all over that because, you know, when you get into the 4K disc, they're pricey to begin with. So you know that going in, but they're going to look so much better. And again, if there's more content, like an extended cut, and they put in, especially if they put in more stage performances, I'm all over that. All over that. Yeah. What if they just did like a whole uh, documentary along yes. with it? Like, you know, and, Double and yes. found some of the footage, interviewed the people that were there. Now, I remember there was a DVD release of uh, Purple Rain. Well, I dare say it was the 25th anniversary. I could be wrong. I'll let all the scholars go off in the comments. But I remember that was a big deal, and I remember buying that. And I think that had uh, it had well, it had the MTV premiere party thing on there. Yeah, the yeah I have that. I have that disc. Yeah, yeah. And it, so it had, and I think it had some other interviews. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it had a commentary track on it or not. I can't remember. Um, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think it should be done because one, that is a, uh, that's an important movie. It's an important uh, movie in terms of a musical, you know, uh, rock movie, black movie. It's an important movie, and it was a, and it was a hit. Uh, I think it, if nothing else, it deserves to be upgraded to 4K, right? Uh, that should be done, and I think that. Just for the completists and the super fan, just as they do these deluxe editions, I think we want to see those scenes that were cut out. Um, could they recut it into the movie? Uh, yes, I would play a premium for that, but I wouldn't be mad if they were just like, we're just going to show you a series of uncut footage, not going to cut it into the movie. Um, but I think it, it would be great to see. And, let's, and I want to talk about some of those uncut scenes uh, and get some opinions on that. Um, so let's see. And, and for reference, you can go look at the Purple Rain trailer. There are a number of things in that trailer that if you really pay attention, you don't see in the movie. And I always remember the biggest glaring thing for me 
because I remember watching that trailer before the movie came out, and I was like, okay, yeah, was the scene where uh, Jelly Bean and Prince get into it. And you see Prince look like he punches Jelly Bean or something. I remember I was like, oh, this movie's going to be crazy. You know, they, okay, this is going to be my kind of movie. But obviously that is not in the movie. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll go up to that part. So let's start with a couple of things. One, in, early in the movie when Prince, uh, I think the first time he encounters his parents having the fight, there's a funny line as Prince uh, gets smacked by his dad and, and Prince's, <laughs> Prince's dad says, get up, you ain't hurt. <laughs> I was like, I would have been mad. Dad. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I would have been mad if they had that. <laughs> get your ass up. Um, he says, Prince opens his mouth and blood gushes from a gash on his tongue. Uh, I was like, okay. Um, what else did I want to jump in? In the script, it is the character of Apollonia is called Vanity, which yeah. would, you yeah. know, obviously she was going to be in that uh, at first. One of the things that I think is interesting is the scene. So the whole uh, scene where Prince meets or picks up Vanity or Apollonia at the mall, and then they have the take me with you s- sequence and then Lake Minnetonka and all that. It actually ends a little differently. I don't. I, I wonder if they filmed that and then decided to go a different route with what we saw. But instead of her getting back on the bike with Prince after she gets out of the water, he, when he drives off kind of laughing at first, she actually goes back, I guess, onto the street or the road and hails a pickup truck, somebody driving down the street. And she gets in that truck and leaves. She doesn't ride away with Prince which I thought was very interesting. Um, there's a whole thing in the movie with Jill Jones, this character, that, that she actually likes Prince and is trying to sort of get his attentions. And there was like a scene with uh, Kim Upshur where she kind of confronts Jill, uh, you know, saying like, girl, you need to leave that alone. <laughs> like He ain't even checking for you type of deal. <laughs> And, you know, Jill's character, I'll go to some of the dialogue. Uh, it says, uh, Kim, she says, honey, you chasing after him? You chasing after that fool? And Jill goes, I'm doing what I'm doing. It's my business. And then there's another character named Cat, Caddy. Uh, he doesn't even look at you. That's the last thing you want from a man, talking to Jill. And Jill says, you just don't know him like I do. And then Kim Upshur says, honey, Look, listen, and then feel. If you do them all any uh, any, if you do them in any other order, you're headed for trouble. And then a whole scene where Matt and Bobby Z come into the area where these girls are at, and it's a whole thing where Bobby Z is like all eyeballing Jill Jones's breasts. Hey, <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> and, and Jill's it's like she notices him looking at her chest and she says uh, what you want isn't on the menu and then Bobby <laughs> but then Bobby says Jill in 10 years they'll be on the table <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> this movie is wild <laughs> you left that in <laughs> and then uh, and then she tries to hit him and he ducks yeah. 
Now, forgive me, you know, I'm the youngin. Now, is she speaking to gravity going to her boobs or that she'll be so desperate that they're on the table at, as opposed uh, to the men? I guess, I guess mm-hmm. it's left up to interpretation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then Matt, he jumps in because uh, then Kim is like, get out of here, you jerks. And he goes, Matt goes, uh, sweetheart, do you have a real hot place where I can stick my nose? And then Kim, <laughs> Kim says, sure, try a microwave. And then they, it says, the guys bust up, head for the tables. And then the caddy person says, those guys are so deep. And Kim goes, yeah, deeply, just deeply retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I mean, he would have did his band member so cold if they put that. <laughs> they ain't got no game. And then uh, what else is there? There's a scene. I, I wonder if they filmed this. There's a scene where Apollonia uh, meets B- uh, Billy, Billy Sparks. I guess it's the second time she comes back to the club, you know, after she had already left her card and stuff. So she comes back and they make a scene to show that she's paying her way to get in. And Big Chick is looking at her like, yeah, you got in. You ran through the door last time. This time you're paying. And she even says something. I'm paying this time, see? And then he tells her, hey, you know, Billy wants to meet you. So there's this whole scene where she goes upstairs and they describe Billy. He's wearing like a blue track suit with, it says, pointy-toed tennis shoes or something. <laughs> 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 it was classic <laughs> Billy, though. Know? I was like, pointy-toed tennis I swear that's what it said. And, uh, you know, and it describes him as fast-talking street and all that kind of stuff. But basically, he's trying to holler at her, you know, and she seems to kind of be flirting with him at first, but she's trying to get a job. But he's like, and she's like, oh, uh, I'm in the, you want to go to dinner? He's like, you want to go to dinner? And she's like, well, theater? Like, are you talking about a dinner theater? And he's like, well, well yeah, we, we can go out to eat. Then I could take it to the theater. She's trying to, she's trying to show that she's an act. She was saying she was an actress and a stage play or something. But she can sing, but he obviously don't. He ain't trying to hear none of that. He's trying to get in the draws. <laughs> and so at this point, Jerome comes up there. And when Apollonia or Vanity sees Jerome, she knows who he is enough to say, oh, hey, I was looking for you. And Jerome's trying to surprise, like, oh, okay. He plays along with it. And that was her escape to leave Billy. And that's Jerome gathering her to take her to Morris, you know, when he tells her to watch, watch out for the chick and bring her to the table. So that, that kind of led up to that part. Um, what else was interesting was these, you know, so the whole sex scene at Prince's house. Uh, I think this is interesting. So she actually, they fall asleep together and are sleeping in Prince's bed or whatever. And uh, Apollonia is awakened by the sound of Prince's parents fighting and she's scared. Like she's hearing all the and Prince is just sound asleep and she's like looking like what the fuck is going on? And so she gets so scared that she sneaks out of the house and she's like walking around outside and she's kind of lost and then all of a sudden somebody grabs her by the throat and she's like what the fuck and it's Morse and he's like yeah, I know you, he said something like, I know you wasn't going to spend the night with that needle dick or something like that. And actually, if you look at the trailer, there's a scene in the trailer that shows a real clip. It's Morris and Apollonia walking uh, through like bushes 
and you can see the yeah. prince house yeah. that's that's where that scene is from so they he takes her from that and they they end up walking away or sneaking out and they're and there's a, a reoccurring thing that they talk about in the script where a cop car comes by and Morris will see the cop and he kind of straightens up, you know, and then he gets, and then Jerome pulls up with the caddy or whatever and they get in the car. Um, let me see. So yeah, he, he takes Vanity or Apollonia and they drive off. And Prince, uh, the, the script shows that Prince actually had been laying on his bed, but he opens his eyes like, you don't know if he really was asleep or he was faking or you know or he was faking it like he just didn't want to move and do nothing and uh at this point Morris Jerome Jerome's, dri Jerome's driving and Vanity or Apollonia driving down the into the car and you know what they do at this point they do the whole sequence from if the kid can't make you come you know on the album and he's like he does that whole talking and all that stuff that is done in this scene in the car. They say that Jerome opens a glove compartment, grabs a cassette tape that says restaurant ambiance or something like that and puts it on. And then Morris goes and starts doing his whole, you know, I got to, he asks for the drinks and, and Jerome makes the <laughs> drinks while driving. And then he just does that whole thing. You know, I got the Italian, da 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 da. And then he, when he gets to the end, he's like, I don't normally lay my cars on the table. Uh, that's when Apollonia, she's like, ah, stop the car. You know, let me out. And she gets out. It's, I, I don't know if it's at her real house where she lives, but it's a hotel. And she gets out. And I think Morris is like, okay, I got this song and dance for you. And then he gives her the tape, right? But then he also does the hits on the window. And that's the part where... Jerome, get the window. The window goes down. He has Jerome pull out a canvas saw oh. and hands that to her as well. And says something hey like, think about me at night or something. And so she goes back into her place, up to her hotel, and she's kind of looking at the canvas saw like, oh, okay. And then somebody knocks on her door. This is all in the same night. Somebody knocks on her door. She doesn't know who it is. Opens the doors. It's Prince. She's like, ah, I knew it was you. Like, how did you find me? Blah, blah, blah. And then he takes her and they go driving again on the trails. Out, they're out like in the woods area. This is leading to the barnyard scene. Ah, yes. And then they get into that. And there was something. That, and again, she's asking Prince, like, can you help me out? Like, I want to do music and stuff. And he's like, nah, I'm not. No, nah, I'm not going to do that. And she gets very upset with him. And there's a, there was like, I guess there's a part where there's these hikers that are out there where they're at. And she's like talking real loud. And the hikers are like, whoa, what's going on? And Prince is kind of playing it off. And he just talks to the hikers. He's like, hey, good morning. And they're like, hey, how you doing, <laughs> sir? <laughs> and, it's, and then they describe that they start walking again. And she hands Prince a flower. And he's throwing the flower. And I'm thinking, I said, you know what? That's the scene that we see in the When Doves Cry segment where Prince is kind of at the lake or something. Yeah. And this thing. That is cut. I think that's cut from this scene. They just aren't showing her in the angle of those shots. And eventually they end up going to that barn. And when you read that part in the script, it is, that's where the purple rain happens, actually. Like a literal purple rain. 
uh, it starts raining and the water's hitting her skin and they're saying it's like a purple color and then they make love and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and then I think from there, yeah, from the barn scene, yeah, he ends up taking her, taking her. And then, you know what happens in the movie? It goes from the love scene and then it goes to the scene where Princess is dropping her off. I th that's, th that's how they describe the end of the barnyard scene. He, he eventually takes her back to her apartment. It's, it's now the dawn. It's early morning time. And, and that scene happens. So I wonder if they just cut all that out and it goes right to that in the actual movie. Um, there is a scene. The scene where uh, Billy meets up with Prince. And he's like, where's Lisa and Wendy and all that? He literally tells Prince, he says, uh, you know, I only got room for a couple of groups. But he actually says, uh, it won't be the time they're playing backup to vanity. So it's either you or modern air. Uh, means what was you in my position? And then, uh, then Billy says, I like the modern airs. They have a good following. They show up, they show up for practice and the kids like their music. <laughs> and then there's this whole scene of a, a BMW pulls up. There's some chick is in the car, some fine chick and Billy opens the door and gets in. Uh, and he says something to Prince like, get smart, straighten up your shit or something and drives off or whatever. Well, clearly Billy's a bad business person. <laughs> well, Miners are so good, we don't see them. Well, I think because they may be cutting out of the movie or cutting those parts out of the movie. There's another part where they show them again and the crowd, they got the crowd locked. So there, and, and we see that in the movie. I mean, look at the crowd's reaction at the parts we do see them in the movie. They obviously are the shit. Yeah, they got the crowd locked down. That's it's just, that's just strange that they would write that in there. Like, yeah, it's either you or the modern heirs. Wow. Well, I think they're. I think listen. I think they're trying to show, and we get this from the movie, but obviously, we, the, his performances are so mesmerizing that he's not really hitting at that club. No, like he's he, not. You know what I mean? Like he's having troubles uh, with his whole thing. He's good, but obviously the time is destroying it. And they show you that the modern, they only show them one performance that they're destroying it. And his is kind of off and on. Sometimes it's banging. Sometimes they're not feeling them. Um, what's the other one I, I dropped out? Oh, so here's the other thing. And maybe I can read some of this. This is the, the fight with Jelly Bean. Jelly Bean? Yeah, that's the... That, six that's, foot six that's, Jelly Bean? That's what you see in the trailer. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Which may be the reason why he may have cut this out. I don't know. But eventually, Apollonia does get with Morris to, to do the uh, Apollonia 6, Vanity 6. And they've been working on Sex Shooter the whole time. He shows her the girls doing it. And he says, you know, hey, Apollonia, we need you in the mix. You can add something to this and really take it out. So they're doing their thing. They're finally rehearsing. After Prince leaves Billy... Where he tells him to get his shit together. Prince comes to that studio, the rehearsal place, with the with the time. It says Prince suddenly enters the hall. Morris spots him immediately and hosts the music. The girls dance on a moment, then stop perplexed. Vanity catches Prince's look and shakes her head in disbelief. Prince says, "I want to talk to you." Uh, she's out of breath and waves him off. Not now. I'm busy. Prince is like now. 
It says, uh, uh, Vanity wipes her face, fixes him with the glare. She says, I said I'm busy. We'll talk later. And Prince is like, uh-uh, and grabs her suddenly and pulls her to the door. And Vanity's like, leave me alone. I got a show to do. And she pulls away savagely. Is what it says. And, and she says, you can't just come in here and take me away. We'll talk later. And it says, Morris is enraged. And then Morris says, man, why don't you just do the walk? And then Prince glares at him and cups his genitals. And Prince says, why don't you kiss the one-eyed snake? And then the band lets out a condescending groan. Tensions arise and Morris says, jelly bean. And then it says, jelly bean, 6'4", six, six, 210 pounds, steps from behind the drums and moves up behind Prince. And jelly bean says, let's go, Jack. And Prince says, fuck you. And he lunges, grabs Vanity again, and she shrieks. Vanity's, leave me alone, damn it, get out of here. Jellybean lurches, grabs Prince in a headlock, lifts him off his feet. And Prince kicks him wildly, and Jellybean in range says, fucker. He twists Prince's head backwards, smashes his body to the ground. And Jellybean says, stay still. I'm going to stop cutting. Stay still, mother effer. Uh, Prince continues fighting him with everything he's got. Jellybean is astonished. And Jellybean says, shit. He twists, <laughs> he twists Prince's neck savagely, smashes his legs to the floor again and again. And Jellybean is like, stop. And it says, Vanity starts crying. And Vanity says, Jellybean, please. Uh, Prince drops to his hands and knees exhausted. Everybody, everybody is frozen now, scared. The girls are crying. The incident has already gone too far. Jellybean settles his weight on Prince, twists his head down painfully, trying to break the resistance he alone can feel. Prince remains silent, the anger cursing through his body in tremors. The guys surround him, grabbing Prince's arms, legs, and feet. He's like a trapped animal, animal now. Jellybean says, lift him. And then Vanity cries out, don't hurt him. Uh, it says, they pick him up, move him toward the door. He resists them slightly, his body lurching in fits and starts. And suddenly he breaks free, faces them with the back of the door, but the band members surround him, their wheels united, uh, oblivious to the apparent situation. He searches for Vanity's eyes, but she can't face him and walks away. Anger again surges in his veins. He cuts out the door and slams the door behind him and, and takes off. And then it goes into a whole scene, and I wonder if they filmed this, where it sounds like Prince gets on his motorcycle and he is just enraged and it's almost like he's playing uh, cat and mouse with a, tr a train and like weaving in and out. Either it's a train or a truck. Like he's literally like trying to play a, what do they call that when you're going head on with the car? Chicken. Chicken. It's like some sort of a chicken thing. But then there's another car that comes on the opposite lane and Prince has to swerve out. And I think he crashes or something. It's, it's real crazy. It just sounded like he was so mad, like he was literally screaming in rage. Which would be very interesting if they filmed that. Just this kind of it goes to show you that the kid or the, the prince character in the movie is got deeply troubled. Like it's got a lot of shit going on. Very mad uh about stuff. Yeah, I don't know if you want to root for that guy to to win in the end. Yeah, which is interesting, right? And the last part that I pulled out of the script. Um, it's this after uh, Apollonia 6 do their performance and there was a lot of little other little bits and pieces in there where you, uh, just stuff with Billy 
and when Morris has more parts in the movie. Uh, yeah, there's a little... I, I, I don't know why you would leave out the Morris stuff. Otherwise, maybe it would have felt more like a Morris movie by leaving some of that in there and if you pulled the print stuff. Um, but this is what's interesting. After uh, they had the performance and they know Prince is there, we see that in the movie, and obviously uh, Morris is surprised how good the events happen with the girls' group. Billy is through the moon. And Prince is kind of, he's been trying to kind of nudge his way backstage and everybody's kind of like ignoring him. And then Vanity finally sees him outside and she agrees to, uh, no, he's, uh, does she agree to go with him? No, it's, it's the same thing happens in the movie. She's with Morris and then Prince comes and takes her. Uh, there's a reoccurring sort of little thing they keep talking about, cut your hair, motherfucker. Morris says it early on when he describes Prince to Apollonia, like, oh, that long-haired motherfucker. And then somebody else says it later. And then the final part is when, you, when Morris, you long-haired faggot. Like, that was a thing kind of in the movie that he, Prince had long hair and people thought he should cut it or something. Um, but here's the thing. Once he picks her up and Apollonia is drunk, she's drinking, you see that in the movie. But this is, I want to read how that, what happens in the script. And I'm curious what would happen if they just showed this. Uh, he says, the prince lashes out suddenly and smashes, uh, I think, the, the flask from her grip. She screams wildly, slaps him hard across the face. He stands shocked a moment, his rage surging within him, smashing through every safety valve he's acquired in his life. He backhands her savagely across the jaw. She hits the ground like a rag doll. He looks up at her. He looks at her curiously, bends over her. She sucker punches him with everything she's got. He screams in rage and grabs her hands as they frill about his face. He squeezes her fingers back while the tears stream down, tears stream down her cheeks and her mouth forms a silent ow. She bares her teeth angrily and he sucks at her mouth, biting and kissing her in a fever pitch. Uh, she kicks him violently, hot tears streaming down her cheeks. He jams his leg between hers, rubs it firmly against her bottom. She struggles helplessly against him as he covers her breast, her stomach, her thighs with his lips. Quick breaths escape from her. Her breathing begins to race. He snaps her panties in two, pulls them from between her legs. She spreads herself as he releases his pants. She squeezes his buttocks, pulls him uh, toward her. But Prince resists her coldly, regards her with contempt. Suddenly, he flips her onto her stomach, forces her to stand painfully on her knees. He rubs his hand between her buttocks, then thrusts into her painfully, driving himself, himself into the very depths of her. But she stifles a cry, arches her back, and meets his thrust fiercely, moving quicker and quicker, banging her buttocks against his thighs again and again. She's drawing from him now, turning the humiliation around, obtaining all that she needs and desires. He's powerless. His thrust, her thrust, excuse me, set the pace. She rises. Prince still inside her and tugs on him rapidly, causing him to ejaculate suddenly, drawing from him a sharp and sudden cry. She moves away, draws her coat tightly around her, 
fixes him with a contemptuous look. And then she says, you're nothing, Prince, absolutely nothing. You think you're so special, but deep down, you're just like all the rest. Your whole life, you've been hiding, hiding behind your music. But now you don't even have that because last night, last night, you used it to hurt someone, someone who really cares. And she runs up the embankment, wipes her tears and faces him. And she says, if you put your hands on me like that ever again, I'll be the last person you touch. And then she pulls off her, pulls off his mother's earring, throws it at him, tears flowing. She streaks into the highway, highway blindly, directly into the path of a speeding car. Um, and I think she ends up getting in that car, flagging somebody down. But that, that's, very, that's a, <laughs> a very different way that that scene happened than what we saw. I'm curious what you guys think about that. You can't have your hero smacking around women, raping women. Nah, man. Uh-uh. No. No, no, no. I have to agree. That's, uh, that's a very dark scene. A really dark scene. I, mean, I understand near the end, apparently, Apollonia uh, takes the power and takes control, but... No. Yeah, that... that this is supposed to be your hero. You trying to move move music with this guy? Fuck out of here, man! No. Now let me say, let me nah, nah. I had to stop saying to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just reading from the script. I'm not throwing nothing extra on it. I'm not trying to me too nothing. I'm t- I'm taking this straight from the script that was written for this movie. Now again. I'm very curious if they shot this stuff. You could, some may say, well, they, they, they're not going to shoot everything. That, that's true. But from the trailer, you can pretty much tell that they did shoot a number of this. <laughs> so I was to say that they wouldn't have shot this type of stuff. And that's why I want them to have a special edition so that we can ask the people who made this movie, uh, because they know what they shot and what they didn't. They know what happened at those test screenings that they had for this movie and why they, you know, I, I tend to think that they probably showed some of this in the test screenings and it just didn't work for whatever reason. Maybe people laughed at some of the scenes that they weren't supposed to laugh at or you just couldn't take it serious. Maybe the acting wasn't that sharp or, you know what I mean? Who knows? Or maybe just the story flowed better. Or again, for something like this, it obviously changes the tone of the movie by having things like this in it, and you wanted this to be a more celebratory type of a movie, uh, you would take it out. But, but it's very interesting. I, I, as I said, reading the script, I was like, this would have been a dark movie. Not to say it wouldn't have been good, and you know, I don't know what it would have done for Prince's, the way we perceived him at that, but, that time, but as a fictional movie, I was like, it's pretty strong stuff. This would have been a deeper movie. you know. It would have ended his career. You think he would have ended his career? That. Back in 1984? There was a guy who uh, was an aspiring singer on a season of 90210. They had him smacking around Tory Spelling. Career over. Now, this you guy wasn't a, he wasn't a, a, a star. He wasn't a star. That's no, what I'm God, saying. No. But the thing is, when you, when you put yourself in that position, you know, I'm smacking her around, I'm raping this one, and and I'm not a screenwriter, you can't redeem that character man no he's got to go well i think he well i'll say this um 
out, they put out a movie that had him smacking up women. <laughs> so, yep. so, so they did, have, and his career flourished. Um, put it out today and see what happens. Well, that's what I said. We're not talking about today, though. Yeah, today you wouldn't, you probably couldn't put Purple Rain out the way. Even the way it was released probably wouldn't be able to come out. But I'm talking about back then. And they caught heat for it, you know, for the smacking around scene yeah. and the throwing a chick in the dumpster. They caught heat for that. Not at the time, I don't think. Yeah, they <laughs> did. That, that shit was funny. At least I didn't. I didn't think nothing of it at the time. I thought it was, at least it's some pimp niggas. I, that's what I thought too. But they caught heat. <laughs> yeah, but then you know, but that's part of the lore. They caught hink, wink, wink. I, I, that's my opinion. But I, I, I think you can still redeem the character because on one hand, I mean, as Aunt Pooh said, Apollonia does not not going to be a victim, and she flips it on him. And I'm not giving him an excuse. Thank I'm just you. <laughs> saying, I, yeah, but, but y'all know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just saying what the characters do. I'm, you don't judge me. You can judge the, the character. But the character flips it on him and even tells him, you put your hand on me again one more time and it's off with your head. Which I thought would have been powerful to see the woman strike the, to hit back and we're like, nah, I'm not going to be the victim. And we've seen, there's a lot of these kind of rape movies. I hate to say it like that, but um, you know, I'm gonna jump into a genre movie here for a second. Um, they, what was that movie called? I spit on your grave. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole series of that type of stuff. Uh, there was a movie called Deceived with Jodie Foster, uh, which brutal thing, but she goes to court over it. But I, I, I thought it would. I just, I'm just saying, I would want to. I would love to see those characters fleshed out more because it just gives me more of those characters. These aren't, and the thing is, they don't have to be great people. The kid in the movie is not a great guy. Even from what we saw, he's not a great guy. He's obviously got, he's very troubled. He's being affected by the violence he sees at home and then he's doing it to his girlfriend. There were more sex type things with his uh, parents, which were alluded to in that scene where they first go to Prince's house and he's like freak show. I think they in the, the script they show them doing a little bit more with that, which I thought goes maybe he's going to the psyche of the kid of why he's doing like this. There's a part in the script where even Apollonia is like, "You don't want to make love to me. What do you even want me for? You don't want to do music for me." Uh, and so he's obviously dealing with some sexual type. You know, what I mean, there's a part where uh, Morris again goes in on Prince. He's like, he don't like girls. And, and Vanity is kind of the shot back. Well, yeah, because he likes women. And he's like, oh, <laughs> nah, okay. <Oops. laughs> but the thing that I, I gotta say, I think if they did put that scene in, for me, I feel the ending doesn't work with them rec- seemingly reconciling at the end. I just don't. It's like, it's like you have this very violent um, scene with them going back and forth, mm-hmm. and that, and it ends. It, as you were saying, empowering Apollonia, like, yeah, that, that wasn't whack. It's like, I got, it's like, I got it. You didn't get some, I got some, I took some. And then it's like, if you do have that scene, I don't think that you can have them reconciling. It should just be done, in my opinion. How do you go back? You can't. Well, I, I, I think a rational person, a strong woman probably wouldn't. But these, these aren't, these are, you know, she's written as 18 year old girl in this. <laughs> 
in the script. <laughs> so I don't think she would have the mindset somewhat of a grown woman sometimes probably would be done with that. A, a younger person may be more susceptible to give him another chance. They, they, they make the kind of, a point to show that she's in love with him. And yeah. after he does Purple Rain, she's realized, and I think it says in the script, like she realizes everything that they've been through was addressed in this song and, and he laid his bare his soul to her and she felt like I still love this guy. She felt bad for him and she knew what was happening with his dad. Um, and then they show like, yeah, she gives him the jacket at the end when he comes back out to the crowd and then it goes, it still does the montage thing, but, and of course she's there. And the thing in the, this, as we see it in the movie, because they don't talk, we don't know their frame of mind. Right. I think in the script, they're kind of saying like, you know, the kid decides I'm going to do better. I'm going to take it. And they say, I'm going to take it one step at a time and I'm going to do, do everything right. And I'm going to change and make my way to be better. You don't necessarily, you can just kind of infer that from looking at the visuals they show us, but they don't give you his psychic thoughts. You know, you don't know what he's really thinking. And is he still the same guy or does he choose? Again, should she go back to him and give him another chance? Some might say, nah, but some might, you know, a younger person might say, okay, I did it again. You know, we don't know what happens after that. Uh, the, 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 it's the literal the script just says the music continues on forever, you know, kind of into the sunset type of deal. But I tell you what, I want to see, I would love to see, even if they don't put it in the movie, just to see the acted parts, the, the stuff, I just think would be interesting. You know, there's little different dialogue parts in there. The, the password scene with Morris and Jerome, it's actually some dude that's a shoeshine boy that is shining his shoes, not Jerome. And, and they still do the scene, but at the end, I think the shoeshine dude is like, are you guys on drugs or something? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I would implore you, you should read the script. I think, you've, I think it's actually a good, it's an interesting read in context to the movie and what we saw and, and what some of the things we could have seen, you know. Um, so, yeah, man, Purple Rain. I, I'm going to call it the skipper cut. <laughs> let's let's start let's start that hashtag can we get that out there to, 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 to put some pressure on Warner Brothers in the estate to maybe think about putting that out you know maybe yeah put it on HBO Max or something you know I, I would personally say there's a market for hardcore fans who, who would want to pay who don't mind paying a, a little premium price to get it in 4k on disc to have it in your possession you know people like to have things it's like people who would be buying the uh, Criterion Collection things. The exactly. 4K crowd, they're going to spend that money. That's just the way it is. Yeah, people, who, who, people who are buying the special edition yeah. <laughs> version of the album and paying you know, 100-something for the Whoa. CDs. Oh, yeah. People want to have something in their hand. I think there's a, there's a place for it. And again, it's, a, it's an important movie, in my opinion. You know, it, was a, it was a blockbuster hit. It was a great movie. And it came out of nowhere. That's the thing. Yeah, it's a timepiece for the time. Um, but I think, you know, complete us. It would be great to see that, that footage. Uh, it's alluded to people always, I want to see the barnyard. Yeah. I wanna, let's see the, let's see the actual scene where they had purple ring like that. <laughs> you know, even yeah, if it didn't work, but yeah. you're absolutely right. The same people who are picking up that, you know, sign of the times, super deluxe and the 1999 super deluxe, 
they're going to buy it. You know, that's just yeah. the way it is. And the hardcore film heads are going to buy it as well. So there's definitely uh, a niche market for it to get to it would make money on. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, even if you're just yeah, like a film nerd, you, the process of how they do something like that and how they, you know, you know, the other part, too, was the music was slightly different. Um, uh, the beautiful ones actually before he he doesn't do the beautiful ones but the song he does immediately before that when Morris is sitting down with Eppelin at the dinner table and he's trying to holler at her Prince goes in the G spot oh and it's and it, in the way in the script that Morris is like oh he's trying to do us the time but it ain't really working because he's like oh he's trying to do one of our type of songs and he was like even the crowd is into it a little bit but they ain't into it like me and then Prince goes into electric intercourse, uh, which has the effect of uh, the beautiful ones is, is substituted for that. But I was like, man, I, I wonder if they shot that. I would think maybe they didn't. But it'd be curious. It would be a headbuster if they did, right? <laughs> if they were like, yeah, we're going, this, this, this uh, DVD or 4K is going to include the unreleased. Musical performances. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, yeah, okay, forty dollars. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy two. But uh, yeah, man. So we need that. We need that. Uh, any other things you would love to see on a Purple Rain unreleased before we get out of here? You know, uh, you hit maybe, it for me. Yeah, maybe I am. A, and I'm going to use my my Anthony phrase here. Maybe I'm feeling a certain kind of way. <laughs> because you know some colleagues and I were talking about this whole Brock Turner thing which has just you know reignited my anger to that rat buck and so now anything that's going to involve you know raping women I ain't with it under no circumstance you know so that's probably why I'm so angry about it now having said that from a film nerd completed standpoint if it's out there in the cutting room floor I, I want to see it and they could show us why they didn't put it in the movie too, as well. Because at the end of the day, end of the day, it's still fiction. But exactly. it could show us why they didn't end more to their thought process. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And remember, we got to remember too. You know, when this movie was getting ready to come out, you know, the early word on the streets was, "Oh, this movie was X-rated." And they had to edit it down. I don't know if you guys remember that kind of conversation. Yeah, oh, the, I remember that. And so, so maybe it was. So over the top, they was like, "Yeah, we got to pull this back." That's I don't know if we want, you know, can, we don't want that smoke. We're not going that far. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's it. So curious to see. Um, that's all I wanted to get into today. Um, again, uh, and let me address something real quick. I, I see the comments on YouTube about the the ads. Um, I've tried to fix that. I didn't know. I, I admittedly, I was not aware that I had any control over that, but apparently, I do. So I'm going in and toning that down so it's more watchable. Um, so hopefully this, this particular video will be an example of that. But again, if you would like to watch to stay up with the show, you can always check us out on your favorite podcast app. This is actually a podcast as well. Uh, what, 13, 14 years running? Yeah. So Damn. you can definitely check us out <laughs> on those other platforms. Uh, before we get up out of here, Big Sexy, where can they find you online? Oh, the usual haunts. Uh, Mark Wiggins at Facebook. Mark Wiggins 2. 
at Instagram and WSE Mark on Twitter and be looking for an announcement for me the next couple of weeks. All right. At Poe. Website? Really? Website? Really? <laughs> See? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Apu and head over to YouTube, uh, the Nerd Soul channel. Yesterday I did a live uh, stream talking about seasons one and two of Cobra Kai. So if you have not seen it, it's on Netflix now. You absolutely have to. If you are a fan of the original Karate Kid, one, two, I'll even accept three. Not that next Karate Kid. That was trash. Um, go ahead. We really get into it. Um, I thought I had some really good uh, facts about uh, why Daniel LaRusso is a punk, but they hit back <laughs> like he can't. They hit. They clap back hard. It's like, see, you spoken like someone who has never been bullied. I was like, damn. Yeah, I was the bully. Okay. Let wow. Me <laughs> I didn't admit that on the show. I just was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So I guess I better be watching my back. Somebody in their 40s trying to beat me down. But yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, it, was a really, it was a really good roundtable discussion. Shout out to Nerd Soul. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> so check us out here at podcastjuice.net. And yo, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.